The Buffalo Beat is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they'll be able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. The Bills return home for Week 14 against the Ravens, so to get in the door at the lowest price possible in the best seats possible, check out Game Time. The Game Time app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. All right, what's going on, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving, and at least for the dwindling hours of Thanksgiving. And I'm sure since you are listening to this, odds are you are a fan of the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not sure there there is a prouder moment in terms of a regular season victory than what transpired at AT&T Stadium against the Dallas Cowboys on the grandest, you know, Arguably, the grandest regular season schedule of them all, the middle game of Thanksgiving Day, the Buffalo Bills went out and dominated a team that almost Vegas were Vegas were against the Bills. A lot of the national folk were against the Bills. And they dominated the Cowboys once they settled in after after their uh, their first defensive series. Welcome in, everyone, to the Buffalo Beat. My name is Joe Biscaglia, my co-host, Matthew Fairburn. Thanks for listening on the Athletic Podcast Network, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all of that. Um, if you listen to us on any one of the uh, non-athletic podcast players, be sure to rate, subscribe, and review, if you will. That would be great. But uh, the Buffalo Bills, man, they... I. I honestly couldn't believe what I was seeing at times, and there's only a few times in in my career now, um, this being the 10th season I've covered, where I'm like, wow, I literally can't believe what I'm seeing out here, and it's just like a huge moment for this franchise, and and I'm struggling to find you know, maybe three more that are more, I guess, are, are bigger moments for the Bills over the past decade. Yeah, I said... You know, before the game, I asked you if this was the biggest regular season or, or the biggest game that yeah. uh, I've covered since I've been here, uh, got here in 2014, and I I still think it is. Uh, I know the playoff game is a playoff game, but it was one of the worst playoff games anyone's seen, and I, I don't think there was any belief. It was big getting to the playoffs. The moment right. getting to the playoffs was such a a monumental weight off the, the shoulders of this franchise and a lot of the fans. But the game itself, the playoff game, I think a lot of people knew, well, this Bills team probably isn't going to make a run. They were able to get in, and it was a, a fun week and a, a fun moment. But the game itself was kind of whatever. This, I think, I mean, we'll see when the numbers come out. I bet you more people watched this game than watched that game. What, and, the playoff game? Yeah. That'd be I, funny. I, I think... Often this this Thanksgiving game is uh, more well watched than the first round of the playoffs, especially some of those lesser games uh, like Bills Jaguars would have been that season with two small markets. So all of that to say, I think this is 
as big a win as I've seen this team pull off. And the way they pulled it off made it even more impressive. Right. You have the quarterback looking as much like a franchise quarterback as he's ever looked. And part of the reason is, I also said this to you in the press box before the game, I was like, I don't think we've seen anything that is even close to this stage for Josh Allen. He's mm -hmm. never played on national TV before today because uh, last year he was hurt for Monday Night Football. He hadn't really been in this type of spotlight. And I would argue that, you know, certainly there was games where he his stat line might have looked more impressive. I don't think he's played a better game. And that married everything that we've talked about with this season of there's the enjoy the ride aspect that they're winning. Uh, and earlier in the season, we're beating up on a soft schedule. I think, you know, beating the Cowboys throws that out the window. Uh, the Cowboys are the one who, who are, what, 0-5 now against right. teams uh, that enter the game with a winning record. And But it also was what everybody's talked about about this season is it'll be a success if Josh Allen looks like a franchise quarterback by the end of it. He's starting to look that way. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he is for sure that guy. Um, you know, we may not know that answer for a long time, but games like this can be turning points for guys like that, confidence builders. And the fact that on this stage he was able to play that way I think is a big deal because it's another thing we learn about him. I think there were hints of it, right, that he was that type of person, that type of player. But to go out and do it and then for the defense to – make the best offense or the number one ranked offense in the league look very ordinary for most of the game. It was really a, a, a total team effort outside of kicking. Uh, and as impressive a win as I've seen them pull off, I, I think it, it's, there's a lot now. I think, you know, Bill's fans imaginations are going to be running wild a right. little bit now with this nine and three start and a win like that on, on Thanksgiving day. There are so many different ways to think about the importance of this performance from Josh Allen. I'll start here because you brought up the big stage, which is an absolutely great point. And we've seen bits and pieces of this, especially in when the Bills are getting down in games and they have to come back in the fourth quarter and he has to put together a good drive or two. We've seen that moment not be too big for him. And I feel like that was almost a precursor to what we saw out there today because it could have been too big for him on this stage. And for a lot of young quarterbacks, it is. Um, not for Blau from Detroit <laughs> from earlier today. That, that, was, that was a sneaky, fun game to watch. But seriously, Josh Allen has shown this mentality of the moment never being too big for him. And that is such an encouraging thing on top of all the other things because when you need your quarterback to be great are in moments like these like if you want to make it to the playoffs you want your quarterback to have that sort of I don't even know clutch gene is so cliche but like I don't know just just the way to just the poise. Separ I mean, separate the, the things calmness. in your mind. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, the fact that he wasn't early in the game, they're down 7 nothing, and he's not making mistakes that compound that poor start. He's exactly. Not, he's not tilting, in, for lack of a better word. He's not spinning out of control. He's not – and it's. I don't even think it's a nerves thing. I don't even think it's a, a thing where 
that's part of it. That's that's a factor where you don't want your guy out there nervous because 30 million people or whatever are watching a game. But there's also the you don't want the over anxious energy, mm -hmm. which he's been prone to. I think early in his career, which all rookies are. I think maybe he had it game. right at the start of the game, but then it was gone at, at that second and, yeah, drive. To be able to compartmentalize and that's the word I was work, and work through that mm -hmm. is it, it's something that not every quarterback can do, and, and it's something that can come and go depending on how you're playing. Confidence can be a weird thing, but I think at this point, you know, we're starting to see that. I think it's still unclear what his ceiling is, but what we're starting to see is that. He's growing in a lot of ways, and I think with nine wins under their belt, outside of this whole thing going sideways in a way that would be hard to see coming for him or the team, I think it's safe to call this season a, a pretty big success, and mm -hmm. I think it's fair to start talking about whether they can win a playoff game. Yep. I mean, we talked about probably, what, in October or September that – they're probably a playoff team. Now I think it's safe to say, like, can they go into Houston and win a game? I don't see why not. Yeah. Uh, because here's the thing. The way this team is built, you're going to be able to match up against a team like the Cowboys. You know, they match up against a team like the Cowboys and basically handle them on offense. Mm -hmm. All the offense has to do is be average most games. And if you look at the stat line, I'm not saying Josh Allen was average today. But if you look at the stat line and the numbers they put up, it's not like they went out and put up video game numbers and, and blew the doors off the Cowboys' defense, but they were they were good enough. And Josh Allen made some huge throws, which is why I think it was his best game. But you look at the formula for this team to win games, it's going to be about how they match up against certain teams. you know. But they match up pretty well against a lot of offenses. You know, If they're going up against Deshaun Watson... That's going to be an interesting game. Even if they're going up against Patrick Mahomes, they have the horses to play a strong game in pass defense against just about anybody. And we're about to find out how they match up against Lamar Jackson. But with guys like Matt Milano and you know Ed Oliver playing the way he is up front, you start to think, yeah, they can defensively, they should be able to match up against just about any team they play. And when the offense is playing at just a baseline average level or better, it unlocks a world of potential in this team. And that's where you say, am I sitting here telling you this team's going to go to the Super Bowl? No, but I'm not ruling out them getting hot. You know, they're playing their best football at the best time, and they're getting better, it seems like, with each passing week. And failure within games and failure within the season doesn't shake them in a lot of ways. And I think that's a really promising sign for this team over the next month or two and also going forward uh, into 2020. Yeah. Um, I mean, this to me, in all the really bad games that I've watched over over the years, I mean, I'm creeping up, creeping up on now – almost 160 games of the Bills in person lifetime of covering this team. Without question, the performance I saw from Josh Allen today was the most impressive performance by a Bills quarterback in a regular season game that I've ever seen. And I know the stats aren't exactly backing it up, 
But he was so in control the entire game. I mean, when we're talking about what what stood out more than anything, besides, you know, the, the first half was fine. They got to a lead, everything like that. That third quarter, he looked like a top five quarterback in the league. Like, no joke. And that's not to say that's where he is right now or anything like that. And it was interesting when you brought up, I don't know where his ceiling is. But that's a good thing if you don't know Absolutely. what Josh, Josh Allen's ceiling is. So right now, when you see him chop up this Cowboys defense, which is not a bad defense, by the way. It's not the best defense in the league, right. but it's not bad. But they have, They're talented. They have players all over the field. Their two pass rushers are great. Their, their linebacker, Jalen Smith, is a really good player. Their cornerback, Byron Jones, who he beat on a bunch of times, he's a really good player. They have good safeties. So Demarcus this, Lawrence was in the backfield yes. a lot. So the Cowboys have a good defense. And for him to do what he was able to do, and for him... And I th- I feel like this whole thing changed once they went to the no huddle, and th- and he and Dable were able to collaborate pre snap. I can't tell you, like I have been waiting to see a Bills quarterback go up to the line of scrimmage, look at the defense pre snap, and then over communicate with all of his different personnel, put them into different spots, walk over them on the road, nonetheless in a in a loud environment, and to be able to go over and get everybody on the same page, and then to have that presence of mind, perfect word, to compartmentalize what was happening, what he was seeing, with what needed to be done once the play actually happened. Like, that is elite-level stuff, what he did in the third quarter. And he and Brian Dable deserve a ton of credit for that. So that third quarter, to me, if he goes on to have a great career, that third quarter against this Cowboys game it will forever stick in my mind as the one where Josh Allen got it. That's the one. I also think there's a point to be made that, and I think there's a point to be made that one good quarter sometimes can be all you need Mm -hmm. in a game. Like he's not going to have four quarters like that very often within, within the course of a game, like the one we saw in the third quarter. But most quarterbacks aren't going to have four quarters like that. I mean, you know, there's going to be those games. You know, everybody watched Lamar Jackson last weekend. And, you know, people have watched Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady and Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers put together these clean four-quarter games. But a couple of quarters like that here and there can change. You can have a quarter like that and three quarters that are a step or two below and still have a damn good game, which is basically what he did today. Uh, you know, not every quarter was like the third quarter, but the other quarters were pretty good too. So, and it's like I said, with this defense, that's what, that's kind of all you need out of him right now. And the fact of the matter is at some point he might be able to provide more, which is quite the combination because there's not that many teams in the league that have a young quarterback that's ascending the way that that Josh Allen is, that you can confidently say is ascending, the way Josh Allen is, to go with a defense that's as good as the one the Bills have. The Patriots probably have the best defense in the league. They also have a quarterback and an offense that's not great right now. The Ravens have a pretty damn good defense and an electric quarterback who might win the MVP. The Bears have a really good defense and a quarterback who had a good game today, but isn't inspiring a ton of confidence out there. There's not that many teams that you can say 
the quarterback's trending in the right direction, and the defense is top five in the league. Mm -hmm. So that's where you start to wonder about this team over the next month or two and what the expectations should be because there's also this to remember, and I think this is part of why I think and I don't think I need to tell anybody to enjoy this because I'm sure uh, anybody listening to this has already is uh, drunk on the um, not drunk. Well, maybe some of you yeah. are drunk. Yeah, probably. Uh, if you listen old. to this drunk, kudos, cheers, <laughs> pour, pour one down for us. But I think there's people that are, are certainly drunk on the the excitement that this win brought. But there's a certain element of capturing the moment enjoying the moment as a fan and enjoying the ride but as a team recognizing that you're not always going to have years like this mm -hmm. and part of it is the schedule no doubt they were able to go through a lot of growing pains early in the season against teams that weren't very good and still come away with wins that worked out nicely because now they're ready for this stretch they were ready to come in on a short week on a national tv game against a pretty good cowboys team and pants them in front of the whole country but now it's about all right they're nine and three they're going to be you, you have to take advantage you have to make something of it you have mm -hmm. to not because you can't guarantee me that you know next november they're going to be sitting here with the same record that's just how the nfl works they could still be going in the right direction and take a step back you don't get that many opportunities to get into the dance with a talented team that can kind of match up against almost anybody. We're going to find out really if they can match up against anybody in the conference next week Man, against the Ravens. I can't wait for that game, But though. we already know they can match up against the Patriots. They almost beat them right. uh, earlier in the season when, they, not for when Josh Allen wasn't playing well. But remember, the punt block right. for a touchdown. That was the difference. And Josh Allen got knocked out of the game, and also he didn't true. play well. Yeah, he, that so, was his worst game of the you season know, by I, a large so margin. So all of those factors, and they still only lost by a touchdown. We know that they can – they can more than hang with Tom Brady. Like, Sean McDermott's defenses have shut Tom Brady down. That Patriot defense is pretty good, but we know they can hang with that team. Haven't seen them match up against the Chiefs, but Chiefs don't play very good defense. Uh, the Texans will be an interesting matchup, but I think it's safe to say after a game like this, they can match up against just about anybody. So take a year like that and do something. Yep. You know, go make a run because... Yep. Who knows if, you, if you'll be in that position next year or the year after. I mean, look at the Jaguars, the year that they were – Doug Marone basically coached them out of an appearance in the Super Bowl, the way he coached down the stretch in that AFC championship game against the Patriots. They were right on the doorstep, and now it feels like they couldn't be farther. There's a lot of teams like that. The Bears went to the playoffs last year, and now they're kind of reeling. Uh, there's plenty of examples of that. Look at this Cowboys team how often they've been good, and now they're in disarray, wondering if they'll ever be able to make a deep run. So there is an element of that here, too. Nine and three, probably going to finish the season with 11 wins, right? Minimum, we would think. It should be. At, I mean, minimum it, is 10. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say, like, 11, maybe 12 wins. Is, as long as they win one more game than... I just checked it before we started podcasting. The New York Times playoff machine has them as a 99% chance to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, this game was actually, funny enough, probably the least important of the remaining ones for, their, got them to nine? for their playoff. If you were to take just mm -hmm. choosing which ones you could win, it impacted their playoff chances. 
the least of the remaining ones because it was out of conference. But yeah, the fact that they're at nine wins before December is unreal. Yeah, they they when was the last time they had ten wins? We talked about this on the show last week, I think. Been, it was 99. It was the Clinton administration. <laughs> yes. Which was a long administration. <laughs> Lots of administration. You can say the Clinton administration for a long, a lot of stuff the Bills did. They, that was a successful administration for the, uh, yes. for the Bills. Yes, it was. They, they were successful under Clinton. He was good to them. Uh, but point being, like, this team is going to be really good entering the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be in a really be. good position. It's going to be weird that they're going to be, what, an 11-5 and five team playing a road playoff game but they're against they're, maybe a nine and seven they're probably team. going to be a road dog or a home dog next week against baltimore probably uh that i'm i mean I'm fascinated to see that line and to be fair baltimore is yeah humming they had a game uh against la and it's a good team but now they have a long week to prepare for baltimore and lamar jackson so this team's for real and you don't know when they're going to be for real again or how often they're going to be for real. It, it seems like it seems sustainable because if the quarterback's this good uh, and the defense is this good, then, you know, they've got all, all the pieces to make this a sustainable, successful franchise. But still a hell of an opportunity in front of them in a pretty mm-hmm. weak AFC. They're legitimately one of the strongest teams in the AFC. I would venture to guess most of those other teams that are looking at playoff spots, don't really want to run into this team. Yeah. When, which is which is funny to say because when was the last time you When is the last that? time you've said any of the things that we're, we're saying on this podcast? I mean, when you look at how far this team has come from the first eight games of last year, I mean, 2017 notwithstanding because that was a much different team. That was before they really got into the offseason build and doing it the way that they had wanted to. Since the end of the season, or since the, since the um, second half of the 2017 season started, the Buffalo Bills right now are 13-7, and seven, I believe is, is right. So they're 9-3 this year. They were 4-4 four and four to... And the year last year. So they're 13-7. and seven, And that's with a team that was not really talented over the final half of the season last year. It was quite a feat for them to win those four games. And now to make the strides where they are. And for Allen to continue to look like he is progressing in almost every single way. I mean, I, I had a note in the, um, in the All-22 review that I did this past week about how he probably got the ball out of his hands quicker than I had ever seen him do it um, against Denver. I think that's probably going to walk itself back. He seemed like he was really holding on to the ball quite a bit against Dallas for a long time, but he still looked comfortable in the pocket. It's not like he was seeing ghosts and, and just trying to evade the pocket. Like this is a completely different dude from the guy that we saw last year. And it's, it's such a credit to both him and Brian Dable for figuring out how to work together, and for Josh Allen to not be stubborn in his ways too. That's that's a big part of this as well. I mean, this is this is as promising this franchise has looked probably since Jim Kelly arrived. That's not even a joke. Like, I was how old was I? I was like three 
four years old when what that was that the, the first Bush administration. That that was Reagan. The Re- the Reagan administration was brought up in the press box today by me. Right. But no, no, no. The, yeah. So Bush was from what eighty eight to ninety two. Yeah. So maybe sl- slight Reagan into first Bush administration. A lot of admi- administration talk here on the on the Buffalo beat. But stick to sports. Come yes, on, Joe. I, you're one to talk. Um, I the, did accidentally tweet about Bill Maher today. Yeah, well. I accidentally called the Cowboys kicker Bill Maher, and it probably took me 20 minutes to realize I'd done it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's his name. And then I looked, I was like, oh, no, that is not his name. Well, well, look, this is since that point in time where right before they started their Super Bowl, Super Bowl run, and this is not to say that this team is going to go on and, and go to multiple Super Bowls, everything like that. But Sounds like that's what you're saying. Sounds right, like Joe's right, telling exactly. you to book your flight to Miami. Yeah. Um, for the Super Bowl. But really, you all out there that are listening, you're Bills fans, obviously. Think to yourself, when is the last time you felt as good about the future of the franchise and the current state of the franchise this deep into the season? The answer is not in this century. The answer is somewhere in the 90s. And that is a damning thing for the franchise and in the total scope of things. But the fact that they're back to having fans believing that there's potential for this thing to get to the ultimate, that is an accomplishment in itself. Now, they're going to have to take a lot more strides to get there to where they are in contention and thought of and continue to win clutch games. And this is... This is just scratching the surface here where they need to move on and still really come away with victories over opponents that maybe have better records than them. Like, if they go out and beat Baltimore at home next weekend, the whole league is talking about the Buffalo Bills next week. Yeah. Not not to say that it's going to happen. They're all talking about them right now, probably. Yeah, well, I mean, what? There, there's not much else to talk about today because they, they are and were Except the for, story. Uh, Blau. Yeah, except for Blau. Poor Blau. Um, but just this this franchise has been just looking, searching for this feeling for such a long time. And it's here. And to your point, for fans out there, enjoy this. This doesn't come along very often. You're not hearing us on this podcast blathering on about just... You know, the Tyrod Taylor years that, yeah, those were, that was a a solid team, borderline a good team, but this wasn't, it wasn't a good team that has the potential to be great, that could ascend when the playoffs come around, that you can actually consider getting into the second week of the playoffs. Like, that's, that's where we are right now. So... Kudos to the Bills organization and for doing the job that they did. This this win was so reminiscent of Atlanta two years ago, Minnesota last year, where everyone, you know, the the Vegas odds were against them, the national the Almost national guys were against really, them. It, it is in the fact that it's an NFC opponent. It was going like an out barn. of nowhere type of right, win, right. and the stadiums all look alike. <laughs> That's, There's that. That is very but very true. Those weren't wins that made you say, "Oh, this team's." For real. That's true. Those were ones that you were like, man, they, yeah. I don't know how they won that game because they're not better. very good. This one was like, oh, why, you know, why shouldn't we have 
thought they could do this. You right. know, it, it was, and there was a lot of factors working against them in terms of short week on the road, but it's starting to get to the point where people should expect them to win games. People should expect them to be competitive against Baltimore. And it was hard to know whether to expect it or not uh, because, you know, who had they beaten that was as Tennessee? good as the Cowboy? Tennessee, six and five, y'all. Tennessee ain't the Cowboys. No, that's true. You know, uh, offensively. So who had they beat that looked like the Cowboys? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So now that they have, the conversation changes. And that's where this win is different because I think it changes the conversation. It was like those wins in the sense that you come into these big, fancy NFC stadiums against teams that people are talking about for the Super Bowl, and you pull off convincing wins. Uh, you know that's something that they've done now quite a bit. Um, you know, in the last few years, and it's becoming a bit of a recurring theme for these guys. And it did feel a little bit like that, but it mm-hmm. felt entirely different in a lot of ways too, because of who they were playing, the time of year. And the fact that it got them to nine wins, know. you know, and the fact that their quarterback looked the way that he did. And I know he played the game he played against Minnesota, but did a lot of that with his legs. And the defense did a lot of the heavy lifting in that game. This was a total team effort mm-hmm. minus number four. So, I mean, yeah. it was it was as good a win as I, I've seen them pull off, I yeah. think. Yeah, this is this is a day that I'm, I will not forget. No doubt, because we have been, I mean, just as journalists, reporters covering this team, we've always been kind of waiting for a quarterback that shows signs of potential greatness. And honestly, that's what Josh Allen did today. And again, I have to couch this because he's not there yet, and he's not there on a consistent basis yet. So you can't be like, yep, he's arrived. But the one term that we haven't really uttered here as, you know, it, it, it's more so been a wait and see. This is as close to me feeling like the Bills maybe have gotten it right at that position than I have felt on this beat. Like, it, it actually, it, it is the only time that I felt like they have gotten it right. And not to say that it's totally there, all the way there. But Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, and Brandon Bean are not going anywhere anytime soon. This is this seems very long haulish with that trio and the way that they're building things and the way that Allen has sort of a magnetic um, uniting effect on that locker room. I, this, this has turned from Sean McDermott's team to Josh Allen's team in a heartbeat. And can't say that for a lot of young quarterbacks out there. You certainly can't say that for Mitchell Trubisky. Is it Mitch or Mitchell? What is it these days? I don't know. I don't care. Mitchell or Mitch. It hasn't really been that type of that type of way for him. All of these other young quarterbacks that have just fallen to the wayside over the years. I think the difference is from Allen to those guys is when they initially got into the starting lineup, they made that push where it's like, man, look how good this guy looks. And then they faded. Allen is doing the reverse. He was, oh, well, it was all right. And then he shows you the flashes. 
but he has steadily improved every single week. He has improved in areas that I did not expect him to improve. To me, that has all the makings of a potential franchise quarterback. And damn, I didn't expect that to say, to say that today. And it's only year two I know. Uh, for what was a pretty raw prospect coming out of Wyoming. So there's room for growth there. And like I said, I, I'm not ready to say where his ceiling is, good or bad. Uh, like you said, that could be a good thing. It could be higher than, than even people think. Uh, but the floor is way higher uh, than people think as well. And uh, that's, where, that's where today I think kind of we learned a lot about him yeah. today. Uh, and he only needed 24 passes to show that. 19 for 24. Almost 80% completion percentage. And that wasn't really, like, manufactured. No, it wasn't. He was pretty accurate. There were some throws that he was just slinging, especially on third downs, by the way. I mean, he was – it felt like he was at his best on third downs. And there were so many times where he – it just seemed like he just broke the spirit of the Cowboys on defense where it's like, all right, forcing a third and four, third and seven. Allen's like, yeah, I'm going to roll out and just feed it right in the the only spot that I could – Right by a, an outstretched uh, Byron Jones to Isaiah McKenzie for a seven-yard game. Yep, we're going to continue this drive. Get down the field. Potentially get a touchdown. Get a field goal. Put this out of reach. Like He was just on all day today. And if he can replicate that for half of the games remaining the year, three out of the games of the next year, I think we'll be ready to get to the point where it's like, okay, we don't have to like... We don't have to wonder. Because if he gets to that point against good teams and wins a playoff game, at that point, that he's he's that guy, right? Like, we're not that far off from saying that, okay, he could be a franchise. Like, we're saying right now, he has the potential to do it, and he's showing legitimate signs of being that guy. But if he goes out, beats the Ravens, or wins a playoff game, like, that is... And looks great doing so, like he did today. That's everything. That's everything you want. Or even if he looks great in a loss, like in the playoffs. That is what this whole thing is about. Getting that position right. And it's so amazing. You know, for years, it, it was the discussion of, you know, building everything else up. And just the, the overall ignoring of the quarterback position for years and years and years. It is amazing how quickly things turn around for a team like the Bills when you have a quarterback that shows signs like that. Revel in this, Bills fans. Seriously. You don't have many moments like this. Revel in it. Yeah, I think there's, you know, like you said, a lot more signs than we've seen at any point that that he could be the guy. Mm -hmm. And, I'm, you know... There's some element of, like you said, you have to, to couch it in some ways. Yeah, you do. Because as we've it's, said... It's very smart, too. Because as we've said during the bad variance. games, if you if you put too much into the bad games and too much into the good games, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the good games are starting to stack up for mm-hmm. this guy. Yeah. Uh, and they're starting to outnumber the bad ones. And every quarterback has bad ones, including the guy uh, across the field today Dak Prescott didn't have a very good day he was better Uh, than Dak and and, it wasn't close and Dak Prescott is a great quarterback and about to get a bunch of money 
there's also plenty of guys like Mitchell Trubisky and Jared Goff who have looked great one year and lousy the next. Blake Bortles, you know, there's the development of a quarterback is rarely just linear and always up. And so, but it's it's pretty easy to say that there's reason to be more confident about him than, like you said, they've probably been about a quarterback in quite some time. Let's uh, hand out some awards so that way we can get Bills fans on their merry way. Let's um, start out with the Matt Barkley Award for the player that came out of nowhere today. And you know what? Damn it, I think I'm going to give it to Josh Allen. It's hard to come out of nowhere when you're the starting quarterback, but when you have a performance like that one, and we haven't really brought up anybody else on this podcast, but I don't think anyone cares at this point. You could go Starlo Tulele. Oh, yes, the interception. He intercepted a pass, got another sack. If right? not for Tony Pollard touching Boy, him, that that would have been a that return came for out a of nowhere. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, but yes, Allen's performance, the what, the way he looked, was great. Um, also, maybe Robert Foster as well. Uh, John Brown's throwing arm was a also a was candidate an, out of nowhere. So lot of uh, a lot of different uh, candidates for that. Dree Archer, I would say Stephen Hauschka. Yeah, that's there's did not kick well today. Yep. Um, yep, yep, yep. Had one kick bank in, missed a fifty yarder. Are you really not going to use the word doink in front of me? Come on. Missed an extra point it's very on brand for me. Well, I there are different doinks. He doinked it in. He did. But maybe he called bank. Not all so doinks are the same. Who's well, to say? They, we don't. He know. did not. They're, not bank, a good day. Banks are not open on Thanksgiving. Starting to look word. like they might have a kicker problem. Yeah, about that. I mean, I know they they won't say it, and they'll probably stand by him. You know, they extended him, and he just hasn't looked good. Unless uh, we see a random little report pop up at the end of the week that they bring in a kicker for a workout. Then right. that, that's when it'll start getting a little bit real. That's when you know. But uh, he has not looked good. The Vontae Davis Award for the player that didn't show up in the second half, I think maybe I'll give it to Cody Ford. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, a tough assignment. Don't get me wrong. But Lawrence was in the backfield a ton, even in the second half. So I, th- I, think, I think I'll go with that just because. Or I could give it to Bajorquez because he didn't really punt at all in the second half and his only punt it was kind of a shank but uh but yeah i think i think i'll give it to cody ford and then of course we go on to come on darlene i'll let you go first i'm gonna go with kickers in general mm. because you could go steven hauschka but bill maher played a part today brett maher i know it's brett maher <laughs> but i'm gonna call him bill maher I've I've only if I hadn't given myself come on Darlene so often I would give it to myself for calling the Cowboys kicker Bill Maher. What else is new? But I actually think that was quite a fun fun development mm. accidentally calling mm-hmm. him Bill Maher and mm-hmm. I may continue it. But man, what a lousy day of kicking. I feel like it, this game would have been even more fun if neither team used their kicker. Yes, it's my take. Okay. So so, the kickers, come on, Darlene, to Steven Hauschka and Bill Maher. I'm going to say that's a first-round exit. Myself. I don't know. Steven Hauschka is... Well, you gave it to the kickers. Well, then let's give it to Steven Hauschka so people remember. <laughs> Steven Hauschka for missing extra points, uh, or missing an extra point, missing a 50-yarder, and barely getting that other kick in there. My come on, Darlene, goes to nothing associated with the game today. 
It was uh, to the man in the press box today that uh, I saw early on, because we got here pretty early, had a nice uh, Thanksgiving feast here at AT AT&T Stadium. Shout out to them. It was really good. Uh, There was a man. I'm not sure. He's probably local media. Not really sure who he works for. But he seemed like a fine gentleman. However, I take issue with uh, what's going on with his hair. He, uh, his hairline basically went straight to the back. And yet, he grew out all the remaining hair essentially into, like, a modern bob. I dig it. Do, do you know who I'm talking about? He I had, don't. He had, like, a dark hair. It was basically down to his... So he had Down a to his chin. No, it wasn't a mullet, because it was long. It was... There was nothing up, up here. It was, like, bald all the way back to the little circle. Right. Yeah, like a mullet. That's not a mullet, though. Business because in the front, party in the back, no, baby. No, because you it's need... It's a God, God gave him a mullet, you, and he is leaning into it. But you actually need short hair in the front for it to be a mullet. Do you not? It's like a bald man mullet. It is... Bald guys can have mullets. It, it's essentially like, you know, how like it, like a monk haircut, how they, but they don't have short hair? This is if, if a monk grew it out. And that's the hairstyle he's rocking. That just get rid of it, man. I know. I, I know it's the locks, and in you're you're into it, but man, that's it's a power move. A modern bob with a with a receded all the way receded hairline. Not great. I respect it. I, you know, the guy's just hanging on. You know, not all of us have. We need to get Tyler Dunn on the podcast about the the virtues of not hanging on because he hung on for a long time. He did. And you know what? He has, he started shaving it off and he has never looked back and he looks great. Sometimes, you know, you just, you just can't let go. You know, who's got a similar look going is with with the modern Bob. Have you, you know, you must know Mike, Mike Zeisberger from the, yes, uh, it's not like him though. From NHL.com. It's he, but, so much worse. See, I didn't see this guy. And, and he's got a bit of a receding hairline. Mike does. Uh, great, great hockey writer for NHL.com. One of the all-time great guys, too. Really nice guy. And he rocks it. So, I didn't see this man. So, I can't confidently say that he was rocking it. But, hey, kudos for the effort. It's not. It's It's longer than that. And it, like, goes over his ears. That's the problem. It is... Let's 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 just go ahead and Google modern Bob hairstyle. I'm telling you, it was like I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. So it's essentially that woman right there, like that length, with nothing up top. It's tough. Thank you. It's tough. Thank you. Know, you. I, I don't want to put this man on blast. He, he, who knows what he's going through to have a hairstyle like that. That's true. So perhaps he's just grateful for the locks he still has. But, and he's clinging on to them on this day of thanks. But modern Bob guy gets uh, gets my come on, darling. Poor uh, guy. He didn't even <laughs> didn't even know it was coming to him when he walked well, in the press neither, box. Neither today. did ass ripping press box man. Yeah. Well, guy. he brought that on himself. Well, so did he. In a way. In a way. All right. So the Bills are nine and three. That's something. And they get the entire weekend off. They get back to work on Monday of next week. 
and they start to prepare for another home game, which would be against the Baltimore Ravens. This was a gauge game. That's going to be a major league gauge game against an AFC team that is ascending in a lot in the same way that, that the Bills are, and whether or not the Bills' defense can limit what the Ravens do offensively. If they can, we've got a bit of a story on our hands. If they can't, then maybe we have to you know, pump the brakes a little bit. But there's going to be a lot going into it as we go along. Um, so... Thank you all for listening to this version of the Buffalo Beat. If you want to revel in the win over the Cowboys further and to hear about what is sure to be some oncoming dysfunction, go ahead and uh, listen to the About Them Cowboys podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network, which is uh, the in-depth coverage of the Cowboys with beat writer John Machota and a rotating cast of Cowboys experts. And I'm sure there's plenty of Jason Garrett talk and how uh, they really just got dominated at home on Thanksgiving Day, one of their marquee days of the regular season. So, for Matthew Fairburn, my name is Joe Biscaglia. Thank you all for listening to the Buffalo Beat. Have a very happy rest of your Thanksgiving if you're listening this evening. And have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Thursday of next week for the subscriber-only pod. Until then, take care. See you then.